Welcome back to the DC UK show. I'm your host, James Graham. It has been a little while since we've uh, done one of these. I think it was back end of September. Actually, I think it was probably a little bit longer than that. Um, but yes, it has been a tough old year. Um, 2022 is the season's come to an end for us. It's been long. We've had lots of changes. Lots of things have happened. But, you know, we we move on. That's it. We're done for 2022. Um, there's been a lot that's been good. There's been a lot that's been bad. And there's been a lot that we've had. But, you know, let's move into this this episode. Um, we've had lots of things. I know I've been away. I've had things happening up here, things down here. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm back for this week only. And then we're going to wait until next year for season five of the DC UK podcast, which is weird to say. Season five. Absolutely mad. Crazy. Um, but yes, um, you know, I reached out to you guys um, over the last couple of days to find out what's your been your highs, your lows, what you're looking forward to next year. Um, if you hadn't seen that, then please do hit them up in the chat. I've also asked for your questions as well. So please... Um, if you've got anything that you want to ask me, whether it's being DC related or anything else, you know, I'm here for a general chit chat if you wish. Um, then do hit us up in the chat. And speaking of that, if you're new to the, uh, the DC UK podcast, then please do subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, please leave a little like as well, because that always helps promoting the show. Um, algorithms and stuff. Uh, so please, let's crack on. And we'll do the first Trivia time question of the show. Um, I might drop a little nugget in here and there. But the first question uh, is DC United. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we could see the most goals in MLS regular season this year with 71. But how many times have we previously conceded the most? So this has gone all the way back to 1996. So that's, this year was the 27th season. Um, how many times have we conceded the most? Now, bear in mind, we've had a couple of pretty bad seasons over the years. This one being one of the worst. Um, yeah, uh, the record has been Cincinnati. They conceded 75 back in 2019. And Orlando in 2018 conceded 74. So we're not quite at the top, but, you know, it were pretty bad. Um, when you consider the Romo... Um, the Philly games, yeah, it's been it's been tough to say the least. So that is the the, the question. Um, DC United conceded the most goals in MLS regular season this year, but how many times have we previously conceded the most? Uh, let me know what you think, uh, whether it's in the chat or whether you're listening to afterwards. Just drop me a message, um, and you'll see if you're right later on in the show. So, um. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of an odd episode because it is the end of the year. Um, it's not been a good year. We have got the wooden spoon. Uh, normally, I would do like an end of season awards. Um, you might remember that from previous seasons of the show. Um, but I 
didn't really feel like it was a good thing to do this year. Um, not that I said there's nobody out there that deserves an award or anything, but when it's been as bad as it has been this year, I think it's very difficult to do that. I don't think it's quite the right thing to do. So uh, a couple of things that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, the sad one is the end of an era uh, with Dave Johnson and and the rest of the guys, Devon, Claudia, Moises, Luciano. Um, obviously, Dave has been here more than most, 27 years, um, more than most in MLS. I think it, well, he's one of the rare few who've been here from the very beginning. Um, all because of the Apple deal. He's now no longer going to be calling the games for DC United. Um, it's, I think that's a huge miss. Genuinely, I think it's going to be odd. Um, there's been some great calls over the years. Um, one that sticks in my mind is when I was sat in a pub uh, having Sunday lunch uh, with the family and it was the day after uh, one of the Orlando games. Not the tackle one, but the one where Wayne scores from the halfway, from our own half, where it pinballs the Rooney, Rooney sees Row out, and then Dave just goes, Oh, it's in the nets. Ow, it's in the nets. Can you believe it? Yes, it's Wayne Rooney. Of course you can. Oh, that was a great call because when I was in the pub, um, and I'll, all that happened was I just heard his voice and I'm like, what's going on? I'm sat in a pub in a little village in in the southwest of England and I can hear Dave Johnson's voice and then I turn around to see where that's coming from and there's just kid that's just watching the highlights and I'm just thinking, yeah, that's what that's about. That's what, I mean, one, that's what Wayne Bruni, Rooney brought the exposure, but being able to hear Dave Johnson making that call and just hearing it in, in the UK and somebody else that I'd never met, probably not even followed DC United since, but it's just the fact that it was just that element of, oh, it's MLS. It's Dave Johnson. It's an. It was just all that. It just felt brilliant just to hear it. So that's one of my, one of my highlights of of the last few years, definitely of hearing Dave Johnson and hearing him on a regular basis. Let's put it that way. Tuning in um, on DCNight.com and and all that. It's oh, I'm going to miss it so much. Miss just hearing him game in game out. Dave, what can I say? You've been an absolute legend. I know you'll have seen my tweets. You've retweeted some of my tweets. You've said some very kind things about myself, but this is all about you, mate. Um, it's, I just, I love the way you do your calls. I love your enthusiasm, your passion. Um, just the, your, con I think that you always talked about was connection through community through connections i think it is and you are the epitome of that and i'm if i can do what i do and have anywhere near the type of connections no i mean not even anywhere near just some of the types of connections that you make i will be a very lucky guy um it's just been insane um one getting to know your commentary but two actually meeting you this year was phenomenal and having you on the podcast and and all the things that go along with it it's just been it's been an honor sir a true true honor um <laughs> Stu 
I love that comment. Being stopped from across the pond by a disembodied voice haunted by Dave. Could be worse haunts. It's true. I mean, we are coming up to Halloween after all, so there is worse hauntings. Um, speaking of which, Halloween, what's everyone doing for Halloween this year? Um, I've got my little lad. Uh, we did spot a uh, Captain America uh, zombie costume because he's into because our little lad's into zombies. Um, he loves doing that noise and everything. Um, so I, I would love to get that. If you've ever watched uh, the What If series on Disney Plus, go. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, go and watch What If on Disney Plus. Uh, watch the zombies episode, and you'll see Captain America zombie. Um, that's what I want to dress uh, my little lad. Of. I think that'd be hilarious. It'd be f- <laughs> funny as hell. But yes. Um, anyway, back to DC. Um, I want to talk about obviously the way the seasons unfolded. The fact that we've had numerous coaches, the trials and tribulations, the the Hernan era and the controversy behind that. Then we had Chad Ball for a bit, which was tried to be a continuation of uh, Lasada Ball, but didn't quite work out. And then uh, Waza comes back um, into the mix and brings his own style. Um, we see a lot more 442. Um, we see players playing in different positions which we weren't expecting um you look at Durkin um playing on the right um so there's been some good bits and some bad bits um just going back to um my little thing about Dave I was talking about uh as I just saying Dave's a great guy met him in August at meet the players event absolute prince of a man I would I would say he's more royalty than prince I think he's a king he is king of commentary um whether it's MLS or just general. Um, the fact that he's still doing Wizards um, and all that and still having the time for everyone, even when, whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether it's at the games, whatever. He's, I don't know how he does it. And you look at it, he's got MS. And I wish I had my Dave Johnson shirt on, but it's in the wash at the moment. Um, but I... Recently got the, it's in the Nets uh, jersey um, that's been happily designed um, by Jim, uh, Jim Enzo, uh, who does the United Night Out. Um, he does all that. Uh, he was done some great stuff there, raising money for um, MS Society. So I was happy to be able to get involved with that. Um, so if you do want to support MS Society, want to support Dave Johnson and himself, um, I will, I will, po- I will post a link on Twitter um, and on Facebook. Get yourselves um, one of the jerseys. I've gone with the cherry blossom one because, you know, well, as you can probably tell, I do like the uh, the cherry blossom stuff. So I like the pink stuff. So yeah, go and do that. Um, but yes, back to where I was uh, this season. Tough old year. I wanted to compare it to what's probably known amongst us fans um, as the worst year, which was 2013. And I wanted to compare it, um, see truly whether 2022 was as bad as 2013. For a lot of people, yes. For And I think some people, probably not. Um, but there's aspects to this year, which for me, I've been much worse than 2013 and vice versa. So let me go through some of the things that I looked at. Um, so Bill scored 
Um, this year, we scored 36. In 2013, we scored 22. So that side of things, not so great. But on the flip side, it's the fewest um, in both years. So we were the least scoring team in the league both times. Conceded. Uh, we conceded 59 goals in 2013, which was the second most. And this year, we've conceded 71, which I've mentioned at the start of the show, um, which is the most this year um, in MLS. So much more goals conceded at the back, much leakier. Um, and when you look back at the Ben Olsen era, um, which is what 2013 was, we were more defensive. So from that aspect, yes, that's fair enough. Um, games won. We only won three games in 2013. That's not good. Um, this year we won seven games. So from that aspect, yeah, we won more games. So we won four at home and three away um, this year. And it was only three wins at home in 2013. So that's better uh, from this year. Uh, games lost. Uh, we lost 24 back in 2013. So we lost 10 at home and 14 away. Uh, this year we lost nine at home and 12 away. Um, so fewer games lost, which is good. So points per game wise, uh, 0.47 back in 2013 and 0.79 this year. Um, so points per game, again, better. Um, more entertainment on the pitch because there's more goals. Um, but it was the fact that we had three coaches uh, this year. That's been very tough. And the controversy that's gone behind that has been very, very tough. Uh, Stu just coming in there, just saying that we did buy a striker not known for scoring goals in late years, but I was disappointed by the lack of impact Ben Teke had, was hoping for a villa uh, Ben Teke. And if you don't know what that means, um, and you are just a guy or a person who follows MLS. Um, then Ben Seke, back in his early days when he was at Aston Villa, um, he was lethal, to say the least, um, back in those Villa days. He was fantastic, uh, which is how he earned his move to um, Liverpool. He was brilliant. But when you look at his record over the last few years, you look at his record at Palace, you look at his record at Liverpool as well, um, who wasn't particularly great, but Wayne has seen something in him um, that says he's the guy to lead us forward. Uh, that was a slight pun in there um, with his position. Uh, so if I look back on his stats um, throughout the years, let me just load that up. I'm just... Uh, uh, so, 2021, 2022 season, he scored four times. Uh, 2020, 2021, he scored 11, 10 times. You look at the last time. He, I mean, you've gone back. He's not scored more than 20 goals in a season. He's not scored more than 19 in one season. You've got to go back to 2012, 2013 season to when he scored 19 times in 34 appearances in the Premier League. He's got five, he's got four times and five appearances in the League Cup to go along with that. So he did score quite a few times. But other than that, when you look at his Liverpool record, he was there for what? To, not even, he was only there for a single season um, he scored 10 goals um, in 36 
uh, 14, 42. So 10 got a goal every four games. And then he's been at Palace since 2016. And he's got 17, 20, 21, 22, 20. No, I'm not even going to count that. That's Premier League 2, 22, 32, 36 goals in the matter of six years. Yeah. That doesn't scream out and out goal scorer right now, does it? Um, so I just said three goals in three gaffers in one season, one goals allowed the refusal of this club to defend our best player and demand an end to this far school. Um, with that bit, uh, I'm assuming you're talking, are you talking about taxi there? Uh, with the refusal to defend our best player. Um, I mean, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what does come out because obviously I can see from both sides. I can see if he hasn't said anything, then it's been an abs- it has been a farce. Why is it taking this long to even think about the investigation? Um, we've lost three weeks. And if it come, comes out that he's innocent, then <clears throat> we've lost lots of game time of taxi. That's through North fault of our own um and if he's guilty then bye bye see you later but if he's innocent then oh, that's appalling um really is appalling we shouldn't have to be waiting around this long um for anything like that to happen so yeah um compare back to comparing the uh, two seasons um uh, you've got fouls committed i thought that was a little one to look at see how aggressive we were um, in 2013, we committed 393 fouls, um, which is just over 10 a game. Uh, that was the fifth fewest in the league. So we weren't that aggressive back in 2013. This year, we con- uh, we committed 463 fouls, which is the fifth most. So we've gone from fifth fewest to fifth most. Um, then, but you can also argue the point that uh, the refereeing standards will have changed and the rules have slightly changed. So can't really compare that but when it's 70 fouls difference yeah a couple of a couple of fouls a game um which surprised me when you look back at some of the early days of the year when we were conceded in like 19 20 fouls in a game that was yeah i'm surprised it's actually that low um then penalties conceded uh we conceded seven um, in 2013, which was the third most. And this year we conceded five penalties, which is the, which was joint 17th in the league. Then offsides, um, kind of shows a bit of attacking intent from this side, I would say. Um, and, but attacking intelligence as well. Uh, so we were offside 101 times in 2013 compared to 50 times this year, which is the ninth fewest. Hmm. Doesn't tell me that there's a lot of balls going forward. Um, disciplinary records. Uh, we were being, when you compare it, it's obviously more fouls this year. We've conceded a lot more yellow cards and red cards. So we had 70 this year in terms of yellow, five red cards. Wasn't 2013, we had 52. Um, so, but no red cards. And then trophies won. We won a trophy in 2013. Obviously, we didn't win one this year because we decided to concentrate on the league. All good that was. So thank you, Chad. Big thumbs up. 
But if you can't tell, that's sarcasm. Um, so yeah. So for me, there's some aspects of there, like the the fact that we have scored the fewest both seasons. We've conceded the most. Um, yes, we had got more points this year per game, but we were giving away more fouls. We were conceding more penalties. We were losing players more often through suspension. Uh, we weren't offside that often, so that doesn't tell me that we were attacking that much. Um, we obviously didn't win the trophy and we've had three total coaches. So if it was me and I'm looking at is 2022 worse than 2013? Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know whether you guys would agree with me that on that one. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking about it. Was twenty was this year worse than twenty thirteen? Um, yeah, it is for me. Um, just seeing his eyes coming coming through again. Just saying three gaffes in one season, seventy one goals allowed, punting US Open Cup to focus on the playoffs. The hardest abuse of players. It's been objectively worse. So yeah, his eyes agreeing with me on that one. Um, Cameron good point 2014 was a big turnaround though that is a very good point and if we look at the table in 2014 uh, let me bring the standings up I'm going to try something new uh, let's have a look 2014 let's do this let's, have I got this set up properly uh, extra camera I uh, know that's the button. And I want to do that. Where are we? Where are we? Bear with me, folks. So, there we go. Right. I'm just going to pop your comment away. So, let's have a little look. Oh, this is cool. Uh, so, 2014 wise, you look at that. Just look at the season there. Top of the Eastern Conference. Scored 52 times. Uh, when you com- when you compare it to the 52 times of the previous year, that's a hell of a difference. One massive difference there. 17 wins compared to three. Only nine defeats. It's... And only 37 goals conceded. It's just a huge turnaround. So if we are looking at it from that point of view, yeah, that's fantastic. So let's hope that is the case. Let's hope we can turn it around massively on that one. We've got Wayne's first full season with us. It'll be, it'll certainly be interesting. So yeah, I like that optimism, Cameron. I like it. Um, Taxi is innocent. The rest didn't find anything at the time of that alleged incident, which meant this investigation should have been. Yeah, I mean that's fair. The in- investigation should have been over a heck of a lot, to- a lot long, long time ago. I really don't understand why we're still having it. So, yeah. So that's it. I think for me, yeah, this year has been worse. But if we can have that turnaround, I- I'm I'm game for that. I don't want to have to do that all the time though, because yeah, no one wants that. Flip side, um, then we've got the better picks in the super draft, that kind of thing, which I know 
we've never really had too much of, but yes, um, it'd be nice to have a high pick. I do like the Super Draft, though. I think it's great. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things happening, so I'm intrigued to see how we how we deal with that one. Uh, just in the DC UK chat, if you're not a member, do please come and join us. Um, in Woodbridge, it's just mentioning uh, it's going to be worse. We got a trophy in 2013 and also set an all-time record for at least points. Might as well be the best or be the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. If you, you might as well set records if you're doing it. Um, Cucho Hernandez and Santiago Sosa were both investigated, found guilty and punished accordingly in about a week of their investigation. Yet Taxi still in Greece, curling his heels. Why? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Why is he still in Greece? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting time. Hopefully we'll know soon enough. We just need to know. We just need an answer. That's that's all we're asking for is an answer to the investigation. Um, but does that mean he if he's found innocent does he have this hanging over his head anyway and he still has to leave the club because it's just there or do we just have it ride out and hopefully because the investigation is going into this part of the season and he is found innocent and there is he's truly innocent and it's just not the fact that nothing was heard and he actually said something which he shouldn't have said then it gives time for everything to blow over, which is fair. That's what we would need in this situation. But there's no good way out out of this for anyone, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't like it. I don't think it's great, but it is what it is. It's a situation we're in. We just got to hope that we get the best out of this situation. So there's that. Um, that's what I wanted just to kind of talk about was was this year as bad as 2013 and obviously talk about Dave and the end of that era um, hopefully next year um, with the podcast anyway we'll be bringing some extra stuff um, in terms of content I want to do some different things um, in terms of video content um, I just want to try some new stuff um, I know this year's been a bit of new stuff and I want to thank Daniel and Tom for being a part of that that was brilliant um, it's great to have you guys on as regular co-hosts this year um, so thank you to you both um, it's a shame that we are not doing it now um, it's not personal it's just for me I just felt like I needed to go this way um, so nothing personal um, like I said I'll I hope we continue talking um, and I hope we remain friends and we stick together and we have plenty of good DC chats going forward. But um, I, just, like I, said, I just wanted to place my thanks on record for what you guys have done, how you guys have helped through this year. Um, even not just the podcast, um, you've helped me through some tough times this year. Um, just being there just for a good old chit chat. So thank you both. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Daniel. Um, but we got to talk about last weekend's game now, which was tough to watch. It was great that it was a, even though it was advertised. Now this is the the oddest one. So I'm used to kickoffs being eight minutes later than, and then you advertise time. So it was advertised at seven thirty because I was expecting seven thirty eight, uh, UK time that is not US time. But it was twenty five minutes later. That was 
that blew my mind. So, um, as the live stream didn't, the pre-match show didn't start at seven. It started a little bit. It started at seven thirty, even though they did announce it originally at seven. It was just all a bit, but, you know. We got there eventually, and it, there was a, before the game started. There was some good things being announced. The fact that Wayne had pre-announced in his uh, pre-match press conference that there was going to be Akamboni. Uh, a TKD and Fletcher were all going to start so that was great so he's putting some confidence in the youth team and yeah I liked it I thought it was great um, then we had the pre-match show which I always enjoy watching and then the game started and yeah 2-0 down within 10 minutes um, that was not good um, Matai had a bit had a real tough first half I thought um, he's only 15 um, so being thrown in up against Brenner up against Lucio Costa up against um, Boreal um, and uh, Brendan Vasquez it was going to be a tough game for him um, but it was he made mistakes he's 15 it's going to happen second half he played better he learned from his mistakes and he looked a little bit more solid Um but yeah, that five-two defeat. Um, on paper, we had more possession, fifty-six point nine to their forty-three point one shots. You could tell we just lacked something in the second half. There was there was no atmosphere in the stadium. Um, I think people were just getting frustrated. It's been a frustrating year. Um, it was just yeah, really really tough. Um, so yeah, nine shots to their fourteen. We had five on target to their eight. Um, they were ruthless in the first half. They had, I think it was five shots on target and they scored four goals. Brutal. Properly brutal. Um, I felt bad for Ochoa. Um, I think one of the goals um, in the first half, he was he was at 4-4. Um, but he looked at Brennan's third goal. That was a brilliant finish. Really good finish. I still can't believe he's at Cincinnati. Looking at when back in the... Uh, football manager days of a few years ago and he was one of the wonder kids and then suddenly he's signing for FC Cincinnati he's just like uh what so that was a bit strange um but we did it we we had about 15 minutes of good football in the first half and uh, for about 25 minutes to 40 minutes we played some solid stuff I thought um we looked good going forwards we were getting crosses in but we just lacked a little bit of an end product until Ravel um, decided to score from 25 yards. Can I just say? Mwah. Chef's kiss on that one. That was a beautiful finish. Uh, second goal of the season. It was fantastic. Absolutely enjoyed that. Wonderful finish. Um, and then opening up in the second half, um, again, when I was watching the broadcast, Claudia had spoken to Wayne and he mentioned that if we could score the first goal in the second half, then we would have a chance. Yes, we were 4-1 down. We bring us a 4-2, then you can, he's just, and we got that quick goal. Then you think, oh, we can then get another. And then that really puts the pressure on going towards the uh, the final moments of the game. Unfortunately, it didn't work out like that, as we all know. But um, Christian Fletcher with his uh, first MLS goal, 17-year-old, looking good. Um, cutting in from the left-hand side, um, and scoring it into that bottom corner was, it was a good, good finish. And Wayne mentioned that that's what he sees in training. Um, he's got a hell of a finish on him. So 
good that we actually got to see it in game. Uh, something's coming through on the chat there. Cameron just said Benteke or Kamara. I'll answer that one later, actually. Um, there's Institute's GMT, all sorts of international time zone. Then there's the MLS time zone, which just seems to be random. Uh, I, Stu said he'd take Benteke, but then he's always been a fan of Emil Heskey and Teddy Sheringham. Showing your age there, Stu. And then given the kids, game time is great. It matches that we would like to win, sure, but realistically, the season was written off weeks ago, so give them the chances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we know Wayne's good for doing that. Um, he knows that to develop kids, you need to give them match time and you need to give them experience because it's all well good doing it in training and doing it in reserve leagues and things like that. But until you actually get some proper first team match minutes, you don't really know what's going to hit you until it hits you. So um, it wasn't the ideal way to end the season. Um, then there was the tribute to Dave Johnson and Bill Hamid at halftime, which was apparently just a couple of minutes each. Wasn't happy about that. Bill deserved um, a lot more for what he's done uh, for the club over the years. Um, yeah, I was I was amazed by that. He, need, he deserved more and he got a plaque. It felt a bit cheap, <laughs> to say the least. Like, I mean, a plaque on the pitch. It just... No, that's not how you treat one of your legends. I, I'd really, I was really disappointed by that. And then Dave Johnson deserves all... I mean, I think we need to get start a petition for a Dave Johnson statue outside Outer Field. A Dave, who's up for it? A Dave Johnson statue. That's what we need. Um, yeah, I think I might start a petition for that. Um, or at least do a Twitter vote. See how many people would uh, enjoy that. Um, so yeah, so the, not the best way to end the season. Um, but you know, we wrapped it up. It's over, as Wayne said. Thank God that season's over. So, end of the season wise, my thoughts um, on that the high point was that trip to DC, meeting you guys out there. That was phenomenal. Um, doing the live show um, with Daniel, with Tom. Uh, meeting Dave Johnson, having Devon suddenly appear um, and being on the show. That was, that was superb. That was amazing. Um, I would love to have obviously had my family out there at the same time, but obviously it wasn't the case and the trip was shorter than expected. I would love to have been there for the full 10 days, but you know, yeah. I would love to be back out there next year. It would be fantastic. Um, We'll see what happens. Um, I would love to do another live show. It would be phenomenal. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see where the, where the winds take us. Um, so for me, that was a, a massive high point. Um, low point of the season um, would be just those heavy defeats throughout the year. I mean, especially there's two off the top of my head, which is the Philly games, um, which I know has been spoken about with uh, you guys out there when I asked the uh, question for the high points and the low points, but yeah, that was tough. And then next year, what am I looking forward to? A full season of Wayne, really. Um, I'm looking forward to the off season and seeing what types of players we bring in. Because, yep, he had a couple of times where he obviously brought Ben Techie in, he's brought Ravel Morrison in. Um, 
I'm really interested to see what he does in terms of the talent that's going to come in. I'm interested to see what he's going to do with the youth players. Um, the likes of Matai, the likes of Christian, the likes of TKD, the likes of Jackson Hopkins. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how things are going to unfold, especially in the early parts of the season. Um, I think we have a good idea where we are as a club when it comes to mid-April and whether we are truly moving forward or whether we're just stagnating and just going to be in the doldrums for another few years. Because if we don't do anything, then that's it. It's 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 going to be a long time before we end up being at the top end of the league again. Um, in terms of the statue, again, I'm just seeing over in the DC UK chat. So as you'll see, just going along the bottom there, dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. Get on there now. Um, there is an actual link in the description. Um, it's got to be a statue or something. I was thinking the Mount Rushmore for DC United. I... Uh, Jaime Moreno, Marco Echeverri, Eddie Pope, and Dave Johnson. Yeah, that would be quite cool to have um, the four of them as a statue, as a Mount Rushmore statue, tribute. That would be very cool. But we need something for Dave as a bare minimum. We need a statue. So, um, in terms of you guys out there, some of the uh, highs were about um, the, the live show, which was great to hear. Um, the lows, things like having to sack Lasada and the whole Lasada gate um, and all that jazz. Uh, recruitment got better, um, which we're starting, to, we're starting to see, but we need, as much as I hate saying things like this, but we need to get rid of Dave Casper. Um, he's one of the few old guard left. And when I say old guard, I mean really old guard. Um, and we need some, we just need some fresh blood in there um, just to keep things going. Um, fresh ideas, all that. Um, with the likes of when we've brought Lucy in, we've brought Sean in, you've got the likes of Stuart Mayers, um, all those types of guys who were, have a different uh, type of background in terms of what they do and how they look at the game. When you compare to Dave Casper, who looks at it from, from this is just, Outside opinion, this is not a fact. Um, from a monetary value, um, bottom line value, what type of player you can get for, I mean, in terms of the most value, but it's always going to be bottom dollar. Um, it's always going to be the bargain basement kind of players. We're not, he's not the kind of person who would be able to bring in uh, the top dogs. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, what does happen. And there's a lot of talk um, over on the internet about boycotts and things like that. And because Dave Casper's still there and fans are frustrated. And I get that. Um, I truly do get that. It's been tough. Um, it's been a long time since we've won a trophy. And then it, something needs to change. Something needs to change. Uh, what else we got? Um Taxi situation seems like a low point. Um, really hope the league can clue this in a positive way. Um, hoping that was just a mishearing. I think that would be the best, the best scenario, best outcome is it was just being misheard because yeah, taxi does have a bit of a heavy accent. He's from Greece and things will be misinterpreted. Um, he, I mean, he has been a phenomenal player for us this year, lean goal scorer, and great to see. Um, 
low points again. There was the Philly, the conceding 13 goals in two games and not scoring either. Um, figuring out how to defeat Philly should serve the team well to contend in the East. I mean, they have been a bit of a bogey team for us for a long time now. Something needs to give there. Um, high points, Rooney is DC United manager and the comeback win against Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was in Rooney's, one of Rooney's early games. Um, I think that stuff, that was from Harish, who's a DC UK member. Um, he was at that game, so seeing that live was special for him. Uh, low point for him there is weak defence and mentality in general. Doesn't feel like there's a lot of character in the team. So there's that identity crisis kind of moment there. Uh, hopes for 2023 is twofold. Uh, team becomes more resilient and are harder to beat. Um, and a better match day atmosphere. And, you, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about in the second half against Cincinnati and the fact that it was, for me, that was the quietest I've ever heard Audi Field. The only could hear was the, was the guy with the megaphone. And that was it. There was very little atmosphere. Um, it felt like it was uh, the Emirates, um, Arsenal Stadium. Yeah, didn't like that. It, it made it a much tougher watch as well. Um, yes, it wasn't great on the pitch, but when you're not hearing anything in terms of the crowd, it, was, it just it dials it up in terms of the awkwardness and just the... There was times when I was just wasn't paying attention fully to the game because there was just no atmosphere. Um, so yeah, so hopefully that will get better next year, but that will naturally come with better results. Um, so those are the kind of the high points and the low points, um, which is what I got from you guys when I asked the question. Um, like I said, my high points was obviously the trip to DC and being able to see you guys. Um, yeah, I would love to do that again. It was really, really cool. Um, the hospitality was fantastic. Um, being able to go to the stadium and interview Rory and Sean and uh, Tony Alfaro and actually meeting one of the players in person. And then that was just, just crazy. Um, Sam, so I want to thank Sam for helping out this year. Um, he's been phenomenal. Um, so Sam, if you are listening, thank you very much. It's been wonderful again, working alongside you to help bring the show to that wider audience and looking forward to working with you for 2023. That's just mad. Um, this is the 99th episode and that's how we're going to end it this year. So we're going to start next year with the 100th episode. That's going to be amazing. Can't wait for that. I'm going to try and make it as special as possible. So keep your eyes out for that. Make sure you are subscribed um, because it's going to be a big one. It's going to be an awesome one. Um, so that leaves us with uh, a couple of last things before we wrap up the show and wrap up the season, um, which is the trivia, trivia sound question. So you might remember if you've been watching or listening right from the very beginning, which was, oh no, it's not trivia time. It's fan question time. Ignore me. Uh, so we had one question in, um, from Victor. Um, he's asking, do we bring uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in? Um, he's looking for a new club, um, apparently. As uh, he's not uh, getting on too well um, at Man United. Um, so 
would we bring him in? There's um, questions of uh, his, the fact that he's getting older and he's losing losing it a little bit. Um, interesting. Could we afford him? Probably not. No. When you look at the spend, you look at what's been said, middle of the park. So let's think about it. Which middle of the park star players do we want to go for? Ronaldo's not there. He's upper end. So as much as it would be great, one just from a merchandise and financial and ticket selling point of view, that would be insane. Um, would he disrupt the harmony? Potentially. Um, it could either go one or two. It could either be catastrophic um, for the club in terms of financial um, and being able to afford stuff and then on the pitch it could cause issues or it could be brilliant. It could be the best thing that we've ever had. It could be ticket sales go through the roof. People turn up on time. Uh, we sell m- many more shirts. We make more money. We're then able to afford the better players going forward. Um, there's no way if we were to bring him in there, there would be a middle of the road uh, situation that we'd have. It wouldn't be a case of, yeah, he did all right. He brought, sold a few tickets, sold a few shirts. That wouldn't happen. Not with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. It would either be all or bust. And I would unfortunately think it would be more bust than anything. So yeah, on my, for me, I take a pass on him. Unfortunately, two years ago, yeah, I would have I would have said yes. But now I'm gonna to have to say no. I'm sorry. Sorry to say. So yeah. Anyway, now it's trivia time. Uh because you know, sometimes I struggle to keep uh, keep the right order. Uh so as you remember, um DC United have unfortunately conceded the most goals this year and MLS regular season, which was 71. But how many times have we conceded the most in over the previous years? Um, the last time we conceded, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go back to that. Uh, much would be epic, but he'd be there for a year at most before he's landed it and went back to Europe or retired. Yeah, it's very true, very, very true. Um, so yeah, in terms of conceding the most goals, we've done it once before. Um, that was in the year 2000, uh, when we conceded 63 goals. So, and that's in the league. We I've not actually looked at how many how many times we've conceded seventy one or more, or seventy if we've conceded more than sixty three. But in terms of the entire league, we were the most conceded the most in the league once before, um, which isn't a bad record. It's not a great record, but you know it is what it is. So that's it. That's uh, another season wrapped up. Season four of the DC United Kingdom podcast is over. Um, I'd like to thank you all uh, for tuning in over the, over this year. And if you're a long time listener, thank you for your continued support. If you're a new listener, thank you uh, for becoming a new listener. I do implore you to come and join us at DC UK. I know we're coming up to the end of the season, but now's as good a time as any. There's always some great chat happening. We'll obviously have a lot to talk about obviously with the world cup coming up um usa versus england um 
we'll have lots to talk about with transfers. I no no doubt about that. And keeping an eye on where our scouts are going, whether they're in South America, whether they're in Europe, and trying to find out who we could be signing, things like that. Um, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, so please do come over. Um, it's free to join, but there's two paid tiers now. We've got a monthly membership, which is in British currency, it's five pounds a month. Um, or if you're uh, looking at a yearly membership, it is forty pounds, and you do get a uh, members uh, t-shirt that goes along with that. So do keep keep that in your in your mind if you do want to come and join us. Um, like I say, subscribe to the channel, um, like this particular episode if you can. Um, and if you're on the uh, channel page, just go through, just like the other vi- the episodes as well. Why not watch it there? Um, I want to do some more sort of fun clips and things like that. So get back to doing those kind of things, stories. Um, I want to get back to more interviews next year. So keep your eyes out uh, for things like that. Um, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, keep loving this. Um, I love doing this. It's fantastic. I love communicating and connecting with you guys out there. Um, like to think I've made quite a few friends and started doing this. So that's 99 episodes done. But this podcast ain't one.